The nights are drawing in. The summer is over. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now in the forbidden zone of the year. October. But for the purposes of this podcast, we are calling it Shocktober. Over the next few weeks, we'll be delving into the darkest catacombs of YouTube for your displeasure as usual. But this time, it's with a spooky twist. We also have a few bonuses for you at Devil's Night and All Hallows Eve. This is Super Tat Film Club. Shocked. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are, my name is Malachi J. Matthews. I am speaking with perfect diction, and I am joined, as always, on this dark and stormy night by Halloween Fletch. Why did you bring up the diction? Because I just did. I'm just talking, in, I'm talking my best <laughs> for the radios. <laughs> good, because, you know... Because if people didn't know better, they'd think it's because someone told you to do that intro again. Mm. Right, I don't know why. Oh, so ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of Shocktober. What are we doing today? Today, it's Halloween, Fletch. Ooh, it's actually Halloween today, isn't it? Actually Halloween. I'm so scared, it's raining. Have you had many trick-or-treaters? We've had reams of the little shits knocking on the door like like Haribo vampires. (laughs) But this, Fletch, this is a film that I've been wanting to do since we started, but it's now we're at the appropriate time to do it. Hollywood Fletch, or should I say, Halloween Fletch. What are we doing this week? Trick or treat. I genuinely love this film. You do? You do? So you've bought out... The the, vinyl. I've got the soundtrack by Fastway on vinyl. Yeah, I'm looking at it now and it's... In immaculate condition. How long have you owned this for? Um, well, when did it come out? 86? Yeah. So... You've had it since it came out? I've had it about 40 years then, You've, yeah. It's in immaculate condition. Yeah. You clearly love this film and its soundtrack. It's got a song called Heft on it. Yeah. It's, it's um... <laughs> it's got Fast Eddie from uh, Motorhead. Yeah. And the other guy was called Way, so that's where you get the clever name Fastway from. Uh, neither band... Did as good as their uh, predecessors, obviously. No. But, uh, yeah, they are the... Uh, they, they, they play the band. The uh, music. The music of the band. On the back of there, explain some of the pictures that you've got on the back of the vinyl there, Fletch. <laughs> because you're looking like you're mesmerised. Look at sexy Gene Simmons, like a sexy DJ cowboy. Right. Oh, my God. So, it, no wonder that man put his penis in so many people in the 80s, is it? Oh, Jesus. Can we get on with this? Big stars in this one, Fletch. Big, big stars. Gene mm. Simmons of Kiss. Yes. Ozzy Osbourne of Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, on some versions of this, because we had a look, um, I had a look for some trivia before we started, and there is a version of this that came out when it got re-released on DVD, where it's just a, a current picture of Gene Simmons and a current picture of Ozzy Osbourne on the front. <laughs> and I think the two of them are in the film for a total of about three minutes. Gene Simmons has got one scene, one scene of dialogue. Yeah, these are cameos. Yeah, cameos. Ozzy Osbourne is in it for even less than that. Mm-hmm. But fair play if you're going to stick uh, the G-Man. Not the, not the G-Man, not, not Gary D. Gary D. 
The D-Man, not the demon. Oh, sorry, no. The demon, not the D-Man. Trick or treat, it starts with the devil's prayer. An ominous, ominous prayer about Satan coming for a visit around Halloween and all that nonsense. Heavy metal fletch, finally, we get to discuss in depth the true, true dangers of heavy metal. Rhythm and blues, the devil's music, Fletch. Mm-hmm. You're a big metal fan. Is this like Ragman's bedroom? Is it? What, is this what your? I imagine this is what your bedroom still looks like now. No. Did you ever have a bedroom, a bedroom like that with the, you know, your uh, your wasp posters, uh, your anthrax posters, <laughs> your accept. Keep your balls to the wall. <laughs> That's a bit of accept for you there. Germany's Germany's best. No, I'm I'm younger than that, unfortunately. I had a bedroom that looked very much like this. Can you see, Fletch, why this was one of my favourite films when I was probably about 14? Yeah, I, I reckon there's many reasons, really. Hmm. The film starts in the heavy metal bedroom of the Ragman. His bedroom is adorned with posters of the kings of metal... Scott Ian of Anthrax, Rob Halford, Lord of Leather, Lord of Metal. Ah! Oh, God, I could have done that better. Mm. From Judas Priest, he's there. There's a lot of Anthrax. D. Snyder's there. D. Snyder's there. You're ticking them off. You're Iron Maidens, you know. <laughs> but in the middle of all these posters from your middle of Kerrang, or whatever the American equivalent was at the time, there is a massive... Over the top, bigger than full size poster of Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr is Ragman's rock idol. Ragman is in fact writing a letter to Sammy Kerr, very much like. Um, it's a really sad. It's a bit like Eminem, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Stan. Yeah. And he's he's he calls him Rock's chosen warrior. Yeah, that's it. It's just like, these jocks keep picking on me. Yeah, and you're Rock's chosen warrior, brother of metal. My first thought then was, uh, if he heard Manowar, it oh, he'd, blew he'd his... have a shit fit. Manowar would have blew his fucking it'd mind. He'd be, be going to school in a Trojan horse. He'd <laughs> be wearing a loincloth. <laughs> writing letters to Sammy, like we say. The next day, while he's writing letters to Sammy, he mentions... That it's a shame that your Halloween concert at my school was gonna get is getting uh, cancelled because it turns out Sammy went to the same school yeah. as Ragman supposed to be going there for the Halloween party yeah imagine and that getting someone like that that would be like the equivalent of having wasp at your Halloween party could you imagine Blackie Lawless there amongst the the pumpkins and the tinsel. Well, that's what they're not getting because it's been cancelled. It's been cancelled because he's been eating snakes. Like, he's biting <laughs> the heads off snakes and stuff like that. It's all over the news. They've got a, uh, a PTA have got together and basically cancelled it. This is on the news while uh, Ragman is uh, doing his washing with his personal stereo Walkman cassette tape on. <laughs> he can't hear the news. He turns around to see that his hero, Rock's chosen warrior, Sammy Kerr, is on the news. And he's like, all right, I fucking love Sammy Kerr. He takes off his Walkman headphones just in time for the bomb to be dropped. The revelation that Sammy Kerr had died the previous night in a fire. Metal as fucked. As fuck. (laughs) Metal as fucked. Because he is fucked. But I just keep mentioning Wasp. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? No, I just like Wasp. 
Really? Yeah. Oh. I used to when I was like this age. Why? Is there some wasp-related well, trivia? Yeah. What? yeah, I mean, Blackie Lawless was supposed to play Sammy Kerr originally. Oh, I did not know that. Well Indeed. done, dropping trivia bombs. <laughs> Boom, watch your, watch your step, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They come thick and fast. Apparently he didn't do it because they wanted to go with Fastway for the soundtrack. And, and he's like, I'm not working with those shitbags. Well, he wanted to do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't agree to it because... They wouldn't use his music. The next day at school, the jocks are picking on him. We meet love interest Leslie. He's never going to get Leslie. Look at Leslie. She hangs out with all the cool kids. That's the only thing he likes about school. The head of the jocks is um, the guy from Desperate Housewives. And he's in, for, he's, uh, in Godzilla 98. But he's the, uh, the, the head of the jocks. The jocks are fucking horrible. They, 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 trick, they trick Ragman into basically running into a PE gym, getting pushed into it. P.E. Jim naked. All the girls see his butt. Leslie feels sorry for him. Ragman finishes the letter, signing it off. <laughs> Very much like Stan in the Eminem song. And he signs it as your greatest fan. Ragman. Yeah. So, he, so he's quite badly bullied. Yeah, he's quite badly bullied. Mm. He's very badly bullied. He's, a ro- he's into metal. He's into metal, you, you know. So, as I said earlier on, he sees the news that uh, Sammy Kerr, dead at 38, due to a hotel fire. Fucking ragman is gutted. He trashes his bedroom. He rips down all his pictures of Rob Halford, of Scott Ian, of Ozzy Osbourne, of Dee Snyder, of King Diamond. I can't remember who else is on the fucking wall. Just as he gets to Sammy Kerr's poster, he can't pull it down. It stands there like the painting of Vigo in Ghostbusters 2, leering down at him. And he can't do it, Fletch. No. He can't tear down the picture of Sammy Kerr. He looks like a jacked-up Alice Cooper. He does look like a jacked-up Alice Cooper. I think he was a dancer in real life, the man that played him. He was. He was a brilliant choice. He was, yeah. He's he's very good. Considering they originally wanted to go with the obvious choice, which is getting a real-life rock star to play him. So they tried Blackie Lawless. Or Blackie Lawless. Yeah. (laughs) They, um, Gene Simmons turned it down. Gene Simmons turned it down, didn't think it was great, but I will be in it. Speaking of Gene Simmons, here he is, Fletch. Here he is. He turned down the major role. He wanted the bit part. He plays the DJ, Nuke. Nuke. Ragman, after the terrible news, the terrible news of the death of Sammy Kerr, goes to see his good friend Nuke, who is the local rock and roll DJ. (laughs) Anything, Anything to say about the DJ, Gene Simmons, before we carry on? What did you think? Well, he's a sexy man. He's a sexy man. He's... He's a lot of forehead. So Ragman comes in and he's obviously... Oh, he's gutted, mate. Gutted. Absolutely gutted. Yeah, and Gene Simmons starts trying to talk him down. Yeah, he's like, he, he wasn't a god. He was very angry inside. Yeah. He, he started believing his own hype, You get says this, Gene Simmons. We get this scene <laughs> where Gene Simmons is downplaying rock star hero worship and excess... He's acting, mate. He's acting. It, it he's was just showing his range. That's what he's doing. It's some range. Also, Gene dipping into the tattooverse. He pops up a few. He's going to pop up more in the future. Big oh, Gene. I hope so. Never too young to die. He plays a uh, hermaphrodite bad man. A hermaphrodite bad man. Yeah, he's got boobs in it and a winky. He very much like us. He's ce- celebrating a whole month of October 
But his is Rocktober, not Shocktober. Mm, Rocktober. That's something I would prefer. Rocktober. Yeah. As opposed to Shocktober. Next Which... year we'll do Rocktober then. Good. So Gene Simmons knows that Ragman is gutted and he's like, look, I have got the last record of the Kerr legacy. He's in here. This wax. And he's like, oh, it's so heavy. And it's like, it's heavy because it's a demo. And it's heavy because it's heavy metal. And heavy <laughs> metal is dangerous. He wanted me to play it at midnight. You take this heavy demo and you play it at midnight. And he says, what are you going to do with it? And he's like, I'm a fucking professional, mate. I've already bootlegged it, put it on tape, and it's set to play at midnight no matter what happens. Hmm. Ragman chuffed a bit. Still good. Chuffed to bits. Yeah. It's a really nice thing that he did. Yeah. yeah. Gene Simmons is a nice man. <laughs> Apparently so. Did you see what it was called? His final record. What was his final record called? Songs to the Key of Death. Songs in the Key of Death. Yeah. Next day at school, Ragman talks to Leslie and he's like, Whoa. he's scared because he's scared of girls because he's a greb. All grebs are scared of girls. My God. This film is scarily relatable in parts. Yeah. It's all, is, is it greb racist? Greb racist. Yeah. It, it, it hates the grebs. It hates the headbangers. Or are you saying that you... you uh, you can identify with a, a headbanger surrounded by jocks. One in the one in the cool girl at school. Yeah, I mean it's weird, isn't it? Because yeah. here here he is, like this kid. He's on his own, an island of himself, isolated, the weirdo in school and yeah, stuff. We were all that. Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing, isn't it? We were all that. It, I guess it just feels like you're the only person. Well, well you're a teenager. That's the point of the film, really, isn't it? Is it? Fletch, isn't it? Well, this film's very satirical. Would you say that this is a uh, metal exploitation film? I would say that this film is a big satire on outrage, misplaced blame, on on metal. It's this idea that metal is dangerous somehow. It is dangerous. We it's... said it in the intro for the past uh, God know how many weeks. Yeah. Well, many, we... many dangers of heavy metal. Why didn't we do that other film then? There's another film on the tat list. Rocktober Blood? No. Which one? Oh, God, what's it called? It's a Christian-funded oh, film. Oh, rock, Hard Rock, It's Your Choice. Yeah. <laughs> we should have done that instead. Well. Because that film's genuinely about how rock is dangerous. Uh, you told me not to watch it. You said it was shit. It, <laughs> it's just... It, well... <laughs> Basically, this guy starts listening to rock with all his friends, because that's the cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then he realises that his immortal soul is at, is at stake, and he decides to go back to Jesus, and he yeah. gets ostracised by his friends, because fucking nerd, yeah. loving Jesus and stuff, yeah, wanting to go to heaven. Uh... Yeah. Cool people, go to hell! Go to hell! Yeah. We are wrapped in leather, and we constantly solo! Yeah, and he ends up doing a um, a speech in front of the uh, assembly, in front of all the, his classmates, and at first they're smirking at him, but then he starts speaking the truth, and the truth is that he starts listing off song names and about how they're all about sex. Listen yeah. to these, these are about sex. Some of them are admitted homosexuals. Some of them are gay. And uh, they all start just looking down yeah. and like, he's right. He's right. We are just listening to a bunch of gays and... I knew I was listening to a bunch of gays straight off with a load of it. That's, that's you know, Judas Priest, Turbo Lover. He's not talking about a motorbike there, Fletch. Do you know what he's talking about? 
cocaine and penises and riding them at midnight. Dicks, dicks, dicks. That's what he was on about all the time. Fair play to him. Yeah, I fucking it. love it. I fucking love it. And the fact that people didn't notice that, that was, that's what it was about. <laughs> well, that says, well, more about, that says more about them, really, doesn't it? And the fact that they then, they didn't understand what it was about. And then when they realised what it was about, then they had a problem with it. Well, I suppose in hindsight, everything seems obvious. Like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I mean, no one realised he was gay. I mean, I'm sure a few people did, but... Well... In general, like apparently a lot of people stopped listening to Queen when they found out he was gay. That's this, ludicrous. This, this man in a cat suit. Dale! Yeah. In a, <laughs> this classically trained musician in a cat suit in a band called Queen, singing about how he wants to break free, is gay? Anyway, Leslie gives him back his... Uh, Why are we his... talking about gay people? There's no gay people in this film. Well... Ragman wants to nail all of them. <laughs> oh, God. Leslie gives him back his, his pop music heavy metal cassette that the, he lost during the hold for a car when he got thrown into the gym. And the picture of his butt. And the picture of his butt and said, uh, you know, I think you want these back. And she invites him to a pool party, a cool kid pool party. Fucking hell. Fucking hell, Fletch. Yeah. That is not the place for a guy with long hair, um... Cut off denim. Cut off denim, a fucking backpack, and a parka that we all had at school. <laughs> I definitely had the cut off denim. I had the same coat and I had hair like that. I had a, I had a patch on the back. I had a patch on the back of mine. What was it? Uh, mine was um, And Justice For All. Oh, mine was, uh, <laughs> mine was Fear Factory. Fear Factory. Yeah. We talked about Fear Factory the other day, didn't we? They were for real my favourite band. I was obsessed with Fear Factory. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Pool party, you know what that leads to. 1522 first boobs. There you go. Boobs. Boobs. The boob horn goes. The jock from Desperate Housewives says, What are you doing here? Fuck off, basically. And they say, (laughs) Get lost, metalhead. And then one of the girls comes over to him and says, Why are you so creepy, you creepy little metalhead? Why can't you be normal? Why can't you be normal, Ronnie James dickhead? Why can't you just be normal? Australian accents. (laughs) It's the mum from Babadook. What's that got to do with the troublesome grebs? That's what she says. She's like, can't you you just be normal? Stop being a weirdo. Yeah, okay. That's Which what... people say to, said to like that's so relatable. You're gonna say that's what people that's what people say to me. That's what you're gonna say then, isn't it, Fletch? Did no one say that to you in school? Well, yeah, of course they did. People look, said that to me in school. Look at me. You look. <laughs> <laughs> just look at me. <laughs> you know, I didn't just. I, you know how hipster is like fashionable. Yeah. Basically, I fell into that by accident because I've been wearing the same shitty clothes since 1995. I know. Everyone started getting undercuts, like, right after I got yeah, me out. Skinny jeans. I used to get called a bender for wearing them. <sighs> Bloody bastards. They fucking do, don't they? Yeah. They start, they just start dressing they like... They took our t-shirts. At first it was Converse. Then it was the Motorhead t-shirts. Then the Ramones t-shirts. Oh, my then God. Then fucking sleeveless, already cut off, sleeveless for Jesus Danzig t-shirts in Primark. Oh, Fuck people who buy stuff with the sleeves already cut off them. Yeah, did you know what I do? Afraid to look like they put the work in. Oh! Already, like, like leather jackets and denim jackets and stuff that have been distressed 
to look like you've been fucking... That distresses me. That does distress me. I had a denim jacket for years, right? And it had no sleeves on it because I had to cut the sleeves off because I had a nosebleed outside of Blue Note, a club. Yeah. And I had to cut the sleeves off. And like, I had it for years. You should have left the blood on it. Well, or stitched the blood onto the back of it. I used it to create the Fear Factory patch. <laughs> out of your own blood? <laughs> well, yeah. Amazing. You, you, the struggle you, was real for us. you got to earn a good jacket. Yeah. you got to earn a good beaten-up jacket. You can't I mean, just fucking buy one from Primark. I'm 41, mate. Imagine the shit I got in the 90s. <laughs> Imagine the shit I got. Oh, man. 15, 22, first boobs. Oh, yeah. And these fucking jocks, like I say, what the hell are you doing here? You're creepy. And they're fucking horrible. What they do to him is they put a weight in his backpack and they basically try and kill him. They push him in the ball. Hey, when when did this film come out? 86. 80s. 80s bullies are attempted murderers. They're just murderers. Yeah, name name a film. Name a film. Uh, Heathers. Footloose. Footloose. They try and run him over in a bloody tractor. They do. Uh, Goonies. They... The guy grabs onto yeah, Josh on Brolin a, on and a runs child's a, bike. Yeah, uh, so, I think I can't think. Well, at least goes on. Eighties bullies just murder people. It's what people are scared of. Yeah, fucking eighties bullies are always trying to murder you. Weight in the backpack, chuck him in the pool. Leslie jumps in like a kid in her pajamas, catching a weight from under the pool in swimming <laughs> lessons in the nineties, and she saves him. The jock says, "Hey, metalhead, you're only in the shallow end." Leslie feels terrible about the fact that he's been chucked in the pool. But Leslie was late and he's like, you set me up. And she's I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ragman. And he says, I'm going to nail every one of these bastards. Oh, I didn't feel comfortable with that. Every one of them! It went a bit trench coat mafia there, didn't it? Did a it? bit, yeah. And he's like, I don't know how, I don't know when. But I'm going to... Oh, God. I'm mm. going to nail them. Yep. Ragman goes home and he plays the record from Sammy Kerr. Whilst he is in a daydream state, he has a vision of a burning hotel and he hears backwards talking. And in the vision, he sees Sammy in a fire circle doing voodoo stuff backwards and there's people on fire. Ragman wakes from his slumber, his dream, his vision to find that the record is stuck on a little bit of uh, backwards talking. He goes over and he plays the record backwards. Bear in mind, this is the last record this man has ever made. <laughs> yeah. Think of the money that you could make. <laughs> You're the bait. The bait is you. It's like, hang on, mate. What? And he does it again. Yeah. Thinks he's got a message from Sammy Kerr via playing the record backwards. Yeah. And it would appear that the message was, place things... Place various trip hazards around uh, your school and then throw food in the face of the jock from uh, Desperate Housewives. They'll chase you and they'll fall over all of the trip, trip hazards while you listen to uh, the fast way hit. Get off! Yeah, that's, that was a lot of information that was conveyed in... <laughs> well, that's what happens though, isn't it? Yeah, well... You get I, a backwards message that says This like, is it though. This is, the film is very tongue-in-cheek about this. That's what he got from that, that little sentence. You know, this accusation that people are being spurred to do things from these rap on records yeah. just seems silly. And I think this is, this is really what the film's about, isn't it? Just how silly this whole situation is. 
and improbable it is. Perfect segue, Hollywood Fletch. Speaking of people that aren't into it, his friend, Roger. He tries to tell his friend Roger all about it. It's like, look, I got a message from the dead Sammy Kerr through this record from playing it backwards. He does it backwards for him and he's not impressed. He's like, this is just what they do. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. And you're falling for it, you dickhead. Ah, Roger um, the nerd. But... I am a little bit worried about you because you think it's real. If you need me, give us a ring. That's a good friend. That's a good friend. Yeah. Well, the nerd... If your friend thinks he's getting messages from records, keep an eye on him. Yeah. The nerd is the natural ally of the rocker. Well, that's it, because you're just a nerd in a leather jacket. There you go. Yeah. More Alice Cooper than Alice in Wonderland when it comes to your literature. Okay. Ragman returns to his turntable and begins to play the, the uh, record backwards whilst committing it to an audio cassette. Sammy begins to talk through the record. <laughs> and he says, Was yesterday's message for me, Sammy? And Sammy says, It's all part of the plan. And he said, What is the plan? The record plays itself backwards and it says, Ruenge! Remember! Nail them all! You're going to nail them all! What is the plan? What is the plan? And the message is... Metal Machine 6-6 Crush. Metal Machine 6-6 Crush. <laughs> what, do you so think, what, what do you think that means? Metal Machine 6-6 crush, crush. What would you take from that, Fletch? Metal Machine 6-6 Crush. 6-6 Crush. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's impossibly vague. It's obvious, Fletch. Number one, woodwork room at school. Yeah. Door number? 66. All we need now is the crush. Inside, and machines. What's in a fucking woodwork room? Many crushing machines. Many crushing machines. Eddie goes to the woodwork room. He sits down, pops on his Walkman where he's listening to a little bit of Satan on the move. Nice. The jocks are here. Godzilla jock is here. And he's like, look, you caused me loads of shit from like firing a fire extinguisher at the uh, teachers the other day. And then he picks up his Walkman. He's like, how can you listen to this shit? How can you listen to heavy metal? It's dangerous. And jock Chuck spatters at him. And he says, what do you think I am? Some kind of wussy fucking weak tits? You laugh. You laugh because he said wussy fucking weak tits. Yeah. But that scene is genuinely menacing, though. Yeah, he's, he's cowering in the corner and he's chucking tools at him. Yeah. But while he's chucking tools at him, his tie gets caught in a machine, Fletch. Who wears a tie to high school? Fucking this jockey douche from Godzilla. <laughs> he gets pulled into the drill. He pulls into the drill and the ragman turns it off just in time. Jock says it's not over, man. This ain't over, man. And he runs off into the distance. He does He did not wait until oh, the last second. Yeah. Ragman is now driving around in his car, but he's, he's not listening to music forwards like a normal teenager. He just listens to the music backwards and he's whooping along to it like he knows what's going on. He's fully weird now. It's the dangers of heavy metal, Fletch. <laughs> it's fucking dangerous. Speaking of the dangers of heavy metal, his mum has only just realised, I think, that her son is balls deep in heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> She's like looking around his room, she finds a leather wristband. 
She finds, she sees the pictures of Rob Halford. She sees the picture of Sammy Kerr. And she starts fingering through his records. Megadeth, fucking Alice Cooper, you name it, is there. And she's like, heavy metal is quite worrying, isn't it? She's like, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with this. Bang! Stereo super loud. Meow! Backwards solo. Solo, solo. Solo, solo, solo. Meow! We get a scene which I've written down as metal versus mother. And all the glass shatters in the room. And it stops just as Ragman gets home. And she's like, I'm just trying to put your t-shirts away. And the fucking, this happened. Yeah, it's a bit late in the game to kind of realise that your son's well into heavy metal. The dangers of heavy metal. It wasn't dangerous before, mate. He wasn't talking to backwards metal, uh, backwards records, was Well, she it? doesn't know he's doing that now. She's literally not taken any notice of what his interests are. His interests have taken a very, very dark turn. He is now burning black candles when he's summoning the voice of <laughs> Sammy Kerr. I think that's part of the satire of it. It's a very serious film. It's a very serious film. Well, look at it. I mean, the film is about... So we're talking about heavy metal and how how it will literally just jump out the stereo and take over your children with demonic power. This is what's happened here. Yes. But, you know, what's what's more believable in this film? Ghost vinyl. Or mum who has such little interaction with her kid that she doesn't realise that he's into metal, despite the fact that he has a giant collection of vinyls and plays it quite loudly in his room every night yeah. and has posters all over the walls and dresses like he does. And she's only noticing now. And also, you see all the bullying that he's going through. She didn't give a shit. Well... She didn't ask him once. I don't remember seeing any kind of support from any teachers there. No. Nope. So he's all on his own here to fend for himself. That's what happens if you like metal, Fletch. Okay, well, uh, all what's my, more plausible though all to All my blame? problems I can put in my life, I can put down to metal in his black candle mass when he uh, attempts to speak to Sammy Kerr. This time he puts a tape in, hyperspeed dubs the record backwards really, really fast and then fires out the tape. So he takes the tape and he puts it in the jock's locker with a note saying, this is a peace offering. Ragman has missed the midterms. He's going bad, Fletch. The heavy metal is infecting him to the point where he no longer cares about his grades at school. That's what happened in that Christian film, too. Oh, he's going bad. That's what happened in um, Reefer Madness, remember? Where his tennis average goes down and they're because like, whoa, into- we think he's on drugs. He's into the pot. He's been, mm. taking, he's been taking a lot of pot. But this man hasn't been taking pot. The only drug that this man is is uh, high on is is Satan. Is metal. Is metal. Roger is worried. Leslie is worried. Everyone is worried because now he's just turned into a big fucking sleeveless douche who says things like "chow." Yeah, <laughs> he does ramp it up a bit. He he jumps from sleeveless denim, which is, I feel, respectable metal. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you walk around that, everyone's just like, yeah, bloke in sleeveless denim. He's cool. I want to be his friend. Yeah. Not this guy. Not this guy. Now he's dressed like Nicky Six or something. Some fucking poser rock He looks like a douche. Yeah. Godzilla jock is is necking with his girl in the car. Oh, my word. Yeah. And then he pops off for a wee. 
he pops off for a wee. While he goes out for a wee, she finds the tape, the peace offering tape, and she's got a Walkman because it's the 80s and everyone's got a fucking Walkman. She pops the tape in. She decides she's going to have a little listen to this uh, mystery tape, this magic tape, if you will. And while fucking Jockfella's out having a wee, she pops on the tape, only to be greeted by sexy voodoo smoke coming out of the headphones. Green, touchy-feely smoke that runs over her body and shows her boobs. And then, to be honest, she's quite into it at first. Ghost diddles Fletch. She's literally molested by metal. Molested. She's seduced by metal. Seduced by solos, because it is just going... <laughs> She's loving Sammy Kerr's solos so much that it, she, that, that it comes out of her headphones and literally diddles her. And she is into it. Until she opens her eyes to be, <laughs> to be greeted by the sight of a giant, massive, tongue, giant, monster, diddling machine. Uh, hang on a sec. What? When she opens her eyes from like what looks like some kind of sexy nightmare, it goes horribly wrong. There's, there's just a demon there. The demon lizard man. The demon lizard man, yeah. Oh, God. Well, what a scary sight. That is a scary sight. The demon lizard is on the loose. There is, yeah. Well, just a, phew, I can't wait to see the havoc that that demon lizard is going to wreak later. Yeah. It's the only time we see it, isn't it, Fletch? He never comes back. <laughs> never comes back. Just, do you reckon there's a load of deleted scenes where this demon lizard is killing people and they were like, do you know what, this looks shit. Just cut it out. Apart from the bit where we see that chick's boobs. Leave that in. Well, he's gone before the jock gets back. All he sees is the uh, dead girl. Oh, this bit was gross. And she's dead. She's there. She's dead. She's got the headphones on. He finds the tape. And this is very, very extreme payback. I mean, I know they bullied him, but... Her ears have melted. Her ears have melted, for God's sake. Now the jock wants something. Now the jock wants Ruenge! Cut to a TV talk show where we have a guy talking about rock and roll pornography portrayed by <laughs> one and only... The Evangelist. Yeah, the Evangelist. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne as a evangelist talking about the dangers of metal. The dangers of heavy metal. And how gross and perverted it is. Yeah. Um, That's, yeah, there you go. While he's doing that, there is a hot lady uh, working out, which you never has no relevance to the scene at all. What? Um, watching it on TV, because it's, it's showing it on TV. Yeah. There's a lady doing exercise in some spandex. Oh, yeah, who's that? No one, because it never comes back. Um, Ozzy Osbourne is so appalled by um, one record in particular... It's called Do It Like a Dog, and he recites the lyrics. <laughs> Do it like a dog. Ragman sits in his house, and from out of nowhere, I thought this sounded quite offensive at first. I thought it was somebody shouting white power. I did. <laughs> I did. And I was like, oh, shit. Shit. I was like, oh, shit, we can't do this now. Fuck. We're not being racist. His name's Weinbauer. Yeah. And uh, when the jock turns up and he's shouting, Weinbauer, outside his house. He's, he's like, Weinbauer! <laughs> it really does sound like it. Yeah, you've got a, he's got a touch of the uh, Anselmo's about him oh, with that one. Oh, dear God. That's the, that's the elephant in the room of metal, isn't it? Well, there we go. But yeah, don't worry, it's fine. It's just his surname. And he says, what the hell did you do to her with your magic tape? I know it was you. You gave me that tape as a present. And it diddled my girlfriend to death. 
Why is he singing? Is this a rock musical now? No, no, he's just saying it. As the jock approaches Eddie on the step, he puts his hand up and flames arise from the pumpkins, very much like Kane. That was pretty bad. And he says, stay the hell away from me, Greb. Stay the hell away from me, headbanger. Yeah. Also, he missed Kane. He missed Kane? Yeah. Well, this came out in like 86, didn't it? Yeah. Kane didn't turn up till like 1998, was oh, it? Oh, Kane was just a twinkle in Big Vince's eye. Yeah, at that point. see, this this kid, he missed a lot of shit. He missed fucking Man of War. He missed Kane. He missed the fucking whole metal era of wrestling. Yeah, the Attitude era. Yeah, he missed um, Fear He missed Factory. all the Drowning Pool. He missed Drowning Pool? Yeah. Oh, God, I bet you would have loved Drowning Pool. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, he would have had their CD, but then he ruined it because he was trying to play it backwards. Trying to play it backwards, yeah, because he died, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the guy from Dr- Drowning Pool did unfortunately die, so he would have just ruined all of his Drowning Pool records. Come back from the dead. And come back, yeah, come back at like WrestleMania 17. <laughs> oh no, they were on WrestleMania 17 when he was alive. What did we do to Genie? What did we do to Genie, Sammy? He says as he plays his record backwards, and he says... Don't you remember? You said you wanted to nail them all. Now Ragman is worried, but it is too late. He's gone too far. He is, he has summoned Sammy Kerr. He's been doing his bidding or taking his advice. Ragman says, I want out. I want out. And Sammy says, no wimp, no false metal. <laughs> Ragman says, it's over. It's no more. And Sammy says, Leslie, <gasps> Leslie, she set you up. Sammy wants to kill Ragman's mum now. She's knocking on the door. She's, she's just like, don't come in, mum. I feel ill. I feel ill. Don't, don't come in. Don't come in. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to heavy metal. I'm just I'm, trying to bring in you up. Don't, don't come in. I'm not wanking. <laughs> Go and make some soup. There are rumbles, electric shocks, you think it's all quiet, and then the evil hi-fi of death gets filled with neon of hell. Pepsi falls onto the record as it spins, it repels backwards, the speakers burst open, only to reveal a face, it retracts, it is quiet. Shh. Lightning! Sammy Kerr lives, he is there in real life. In full leather, lightning electro, sexy bird face rocker man. Oh, he is smouldering, he literally. He is smouldering, he's like... He's, he's good. He is good. He's, he's a, a good brilliant choice. Man. I'm kind of glad that uh, Gene Simmons and Blackie Lawless fell through. Yeah. Because he, he is brilliant. He's really good. He dramatically turns round and reveals his Phantom of the Opera half-style burnt face <laughs> from when he burnt himself from doing... Voodoo in a hotel. Satan shit. Satan voodoo, whatever. And he comes over and he's like, Ragman, I am here. I'm finally here. I am from the nighttime realm. (laughs) Ozzy Osbourne's on the TV. He's had enough of Ozzy Osbourne saying that it is the devil. He touches him through the TV and kills Ozzy Osbourne. He gives him a slap through the telly. Live on television. And he turns and he says... You should be loyal to your hero. And then he disappears. Ragman then flies into a rage and smashes his hi-fi to bits. And his mum's like, what are you doing? I bought you your soup. I bought you your wanking soup. (laughs) 
What have you done to your stereo? That cost you that cost your absent father a fortune. Because that's what the problem is here, isn't it, Fletch? Oh, you don't really see him, do you? No. Oh, and no, he, he says, says, "Yeah, yeah, she's single mum, isn't she?" And he says, "I just wanted a new one. If I'd have done that to some of my stuff when I was a kid, there wouldn't be the only thing going in the bin. The uh, the Technics twelve ten that had been smashed up. I'm telling you that, Fletcher. It would have been little Malachi Matthews out in the bin." Dear. Ragman calls Roger. I need you to get the magic tape. <laughs> I am grounded. I cannot get the magic tape. It is in Desperate Housewives' car. You're right about this guy. He is a good friend. He is a good friend because he's like, well, uh, why can't you do it? Because I'm grounded. He's like, I don't know. I don't, should I? I can't really break into people's cars and steal stuff from it. Grounded, mate. Oh, all right then. Roger takes the mission on hand. He goes and he takes the magic tape from the jock's car. But what does he do? He's been told to destroy the tape. He puts it into the turntable, but not the turntable, the tape player. He presses play. He wants to hear this hot, hot, heavy metal jam. But just before he gets to press play, the phone rings and it's, uh, it's Ragman. And it's like, don't play the tape, destroy the tape. He's like, yeah, I destroyed the tape. Don't worry about it. I've already destroyed it. And he's like, thank God, thank baby Jesus. Semika will now not ruin Halloween for everyone. He puts down the phone and he plays the hot, hot Satanist jam only to reveal the electric sexy demon turning up in Roger's own house and telling him to play the tape for me tonight or die. <laughs> Roger doesn't believe him, even though he's seen that he is an electric spectre from the rock and roll haze of the nighttime realm. To prove that he's a bad man, he pulls an old lady out of the television and she just crumbles and he says, Tonight! Play the tape tonight because it is now Halloween. Gene Simmons is on the radio saying he's got all sorts of Halloween shenanigans coming up on his show. It's like, all right. All right. Woohoo. On a little radio in the shower. I hope that doesn't get forgotten about and uh, cause shenanigans later in the film. Oh. Rod, cut to Roger is hoovering, hoovering up dead old lady dust in his living room. Just getting on with it. Literally just hoovering the old bugger up. Why is it not national news that two people have somehow been murdered? On live television. On live television. On the same TV programme. Because? Through, one got pulled through the TV and one what? got punched through the TV. Yeah, what happened? What happened on their end? Were they just kind of sat there and then a hand came out of the camera and just bopped them? Too late, too late, Fletch. It's Halloween night. Mum is going out dressed up like some kind of sexy pink I don't know diner worker I don't, I don't know her boyfriend turns up dressed as Rambo skinny little bugger that's ah, the joke he's a good lad he is there's like you, you don't mind us going out Ragman's staying alone for Halloween he's home alone who isn't home alone Roger's gone to the school Halloween party he's gonna play the fuck he's gonna play the fucking tape Fletch no Leslie asks where Ragman is and Roger says he's not coming, he's at home, he's, he's had enough for Halloween with all this fucking demon coming out the stereo nonsense. Leslie calls him and says, why aren't you coming to the party? And he's like, I'm not coming, I've had, hang on a minute. What is that in the background? I can hear the music of Sammy Kerr. What the fuck? Beep! Puts the phone down, gets in the car. The car stereo comes to life because he's accidentally still got the backwards tape in there from earlier on. The car comes to life and tries to stop the, ma- the, the, 
that stop Ragman from getting to school. It's running over trick-or-treaters and it's constantly soloing. It explodes into barrels. The car is clearly mad. Ragman cuts the power to the stereo, thus cutting the power to the car. <laughs> Destroys the car tape player and runs into runs the rest of the way to the school dance. This film's a bit silly, isn't it? No, it's serious. These are the dangers of heavy metal. Also, can you tell by his uh, his outfit? His outfits tell a story. Yeah. He's um, he's still in denim, but he has sleeved denim. Sleeved denim. Because he's not, you know... He has denounced his metal ways. He's put his sleeves back but, on. Well, he's still wearing denim, though, so he's like... I'm not sure. I'm a little metal. Yeah. But not... He's metal curious. Yeah. Yeah. But not, nail everyone in my school, metal. No, he's got past that. That's what, it, it, Consequences, mate. Consequences. He worked it out. Sometimes you get what you ask for, and it's not a pretty... It's not a pretty situation. At the dance, they have got live entertainment to replace Sammy Kerr. It's a band called The Kickers. <laughs> the Kickers. They did not look like a band called The Kickers. No. Whilst uh, the guitar player is setting up is not Marshall Cab, Sammy Kerr's hand emerges from the <laughs> emerges from the guitar stack and it throws it kills the man, throws the guitar into the air, he catches the guitar, the lights go low, and the crowd chant for metal. Now everyone likes metal. Now everyone likes metal. It's Sammy Kerr is playing the dance. The band have never heard this song before, but he starts beating on his thigh to get the to get the fans to chant, and that's enough to the bat for the band to know that it's that's how that's play how it, some metal. That's how it goes. And then they rock out with Sammy Kerr. The kids love Holy it. Holy shit, though! Yeah, he fucking rocks. Oh, he fucking wails. He's. Do you see? Do you see the moves? The moves. The dancer moves. Of well, Sammy Kerr. This is why he was such a great choice. Roger's work is done. Sammy lives. Leslie is not impressed with the work of Sammy Kerr and she leaves. He the puts, fucking jock follows her to the toilets. He puts fucking David Lee Roth to shame. Oh my God, you can't say that. Oh, he does though. Do you see him? See what he was doing there? What, when he's playing guitar and firing magic guitar lasers at all the kids and in the crowd? flipping about everywhere yeah. and doing sick moves. Do you want to know his name? Tell me. Tony Fields. Tony Fields. Yeah, the professional dancer. Good man. Yeah, even later on though, the way he moves when he's like after them and stuff. Oh yeah, well he play, he's playing magic guitar solos that fire lasers at the kids in the crowd and uh, cause absolute panic. His solos kill everyone till eventually he explodes himself and then swings over the crowd and lands in, in the middle of the crowd like a scary dancer man, invoking the image of spiders. <sighs> The teenagers run away in fear from the Spider-Man from the depths. While this is all going on, Jock and Leslie are in the bathrooms. Leslie has got a top off and the Jock's like, Hey, you've been hanging around with the Ragman. The Ragman killed my main squeeze with a heavy metal cassette. I know he did it. I know he did it. And then he tries to touch Leslie up. You have um, to get, it has to get a bit rapey in 80s films, doesn't it? It's, well, there's the real fucking... Yeah, there's the real know, horror of schools. Yeah, the rapey jock who's entitled and feels he's entitled to everything. Punches Leslie in the face. Oh, God, it's too real. It's too real. Because he does it and he's like, hey, 
I'm just calm down, man. Just calm down. I can get oh, over it. It's too real, that serious. While this is all going on, this horrible, horrible frat boy punching up of a lady in the shower, Ragman finds the tape and he smashes it beneath his feet. Ragman finds the jock and he's like, what the fuck have you been doing in here? And he's like, why are you in here, headbanger? And he's like, oh my God, look out, jock. It's okay, the jock gets his comeuppance. Oh, Sammy electrocutes him. He comes into existence, manifests in front of the jock and electrocutes him there and then. Oh, the jock eats it. He does. Ragman runs away to find Leslie just in time. The police arrive. We've got to cut the power. Electro sexy Sammy appears. I'm sorry, hang on. What? I was just looking at the vinyl. I was looking at a picture of Sammy Kerr on the back. Yeah. And I noticed this studded codpiece that he wears. You, you're just noting that, noticing that now? Yes, I've just noticed okay. Sammy Kerr's studded codpiece. Some outfit. He really is. He really does look like jacked up Alice Cooper, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Electro Sammy appears and tries to cut off the escape for our heroes. They can't get to the breakers. They cannot cut off the power so that his electricity will stop. We need a friend. We need a friend who needs redemption. We need Roger. Roger runs out and he throws himself with an electric spike into the breakers, causing the power to die. But not only does the power die, and not only does... Electric Sammy disappear, but Roger is dead. No, he's not. No, he's, he's fine. Not. It's he's all, all right. right. He's fine. Uh, the police are now taking statements outside. They're saying, who did this? And people are saying, Sammy Kerr, the dead rock star who died in a fire a few weeks ago. And they're like, huh, we're going to have to check the party punch. <laughs> These kids are clearly hopped up on goofballs. Police chase happens and then... We get what we always get in these films, Ragman and Leslie. Leslie says, how did we get into this situation? What happens next, Fletch? Ragman, what does he do? Explains the film. He explains the whole plot of the film. Yeah. If you weren't paying attention, Leslie. Yeah. And they're like, where is he now? Where is this heavy metal nightmare? He remembers that Gene Simmons is going to be playing the, uh, the album on a tape at midnight, but it's too late, it's midnight now, Sammy is being played in full, on air. A window explodes and then Sammy is there just in front of him. He leaps out cat-like. Cat-like because he's coming through the radio. The cops see Sammy, only to suffer an electro-cop death. <laughs> As he's striding across someone's lawn. Yeah. God, the whole movement of him, the way he, like he's just walking and he just exudes rocks. Do 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 do. Do 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 It's like when they did the Smirnoff Ice adverts. The Smirnoff with the with the Judder Man. Yeah, yeah, the band one where they yeah. got that seven foot ballet dancer to play him, and he's all like, Whoa. awesome. Ragman gets home and he destroys all the radios and TVs in the house just in time. But fuck, he's forgot one. The one that he was listening to Gene Simmons to on the shower earlier on. It's in the fucking bathroom. They need to get the keys for the car. Where are they, Fletch? In the bathroom. In the fucking bathroom. Why next, are they in the bathroom? They're next to the haunted radio. <laughs> Electric Sammy comes to life. He uses his hands to burn through the door with a door fire hand attack. Sammy falls over, 
His arm falls into the toilet. It turns out you can flush away this shit because he gets pulled into the toilet. The water, the circle, I don't know what it is, but it keeps him trapped. Our heroes escape while he's stuck in the toilet. They get in the car, but the car stereo has still got the backwards tape in it. And it starts soloing and it drives off backwards. <laughs> they take the police car that has Which been... Which car was that? I think it's just a, the same car. Oh, it's just car radio. Yeah, it's not it was a car radio because everyone's got it on. Yeah, they? you're all fucked now. Yeah. They take the police car. It's now vacant from the uh, aforementioned electro-police attack. They get to the radio station. The security guard is dead. The studio is full of lightning and a voodoo lo- and a voodoo vortex trying to protect the tape from beyond the grave. Where's Gene? Gene's gone. He's he's, he's doing it on a tape, isn't he? He's he's there. He's probably he's off fucking diddling. That's he's what off he's diddling. Doing. Ragman is like count to a hundred and leaves Leslie outside. He's like what? I'm not sure I understand this plan that he comes up with. Well, yeah, what he does is he drives away in the police car and he basically starts bad-mouthing Sammy in the police car with the radio on so that Sammy is praying. He's like, I know you can hear me. I know you can hear me. You pussy. Yeah, you pussy. Nothing bothers him. but Fucking you know, pussy weak tit. Do you know what bothers him? What actually gets him to come out? He calls him a weak poser. <laughs> and he comes to life in the back of the police car. And, uh <laughs> That is literally it. He does. Why does he come to life in the back of the police car? Because he calls him a weak poser. Yeah, but why does he come to life in the back of the police car? Because there's no false metal. Why doesn't he come to life in the front of the police car? I don't know. He just manifests in the back, like slamming on the cage, like... But Ragman drives the electro cop car into the sea. (laughs) Leslie gets to the end of the count to 100 and she goes into the studio and starts smashing it up. Ragman has survived the car crash. Oh, yeah. Why did she count to 100? Because that's what he said. He said, like, count to 100, then smash up the studio. (laughs) Uh, They're both safe. They kiss. And that is the end. But it's not the end because the radio station starts again. And now Ragman is the DJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ragman becomes Gene Simmons. It becomes cool. Yeah. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed our spooky treat this evening on Halloween. Did you enjoy this one, Fletcher? Yeah, well, like I say, it's, it's, it's just the satire of it. I think it's... Um, I actually think it's quite clever in, in many ways. Yeah. Because this, this whole idea that metal is evil and it's literally jumping out and murdering people and stuff. And it is. Possessing people and killing them. When really you've got these other factors there, like negligent parenting, teachers, bullying, bullying yeah. you know, these children with, who feel like outcasts with no support or anything like that. Maybe that's the issue and not the fact that they listen to Judas Priest or whatever. Yeah. It, it's so tongue in cheek. It's so aware of that. And, you know, you've got you've got to love it. But I was the ragman at yeah. the time. Yeah. I mean, it's quite relatable, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you're that age. But that was that's that what makes it that's what makes it a good film, I think. Yeah. Is it really does manage to kind of capture that. It feels like it's made by someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Someone who genuinely loves metal and genuinely was an awkward teenager and stuff like that. Yeah. And the casting of uh what are it, Tony Fields. Tony Fields as Sammy Kerr is absolutely just perfect casting yeah, in my very opinion. good stuff. Brilliant. He's got this 
haggard, ugly metal face, <laughs> but this body of a god. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's absolutely awesome. So would you recommend if people haven't already watched it and missed the point of the podcast that they go and find this on YouTube? You could pick this up easily on DVD, I think. Go and buy it then. Buy this. Don't buy American Werewolf in Paris. Buy this Don't one. Don't buy American Werewolf in Paris. Exactly. See? So buy this. Watch it. Love it. It's really good. Mm. Do you like metal? Oh, I love metal. Do you like horror? Oh, I love horror. Well... This is the film, isn't it? This is the one. Okay, well, it's good. It's good stuff. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for the whole of Shocktober. We have fired some shit at you this month, and thanks for staying with us. We are going to be uh, going away from horror for a bit, uh, just purely because we've done all these episodes, and, and Fletch is sick of it. We're going on an action tangent for the next few weeks. We'll see you next week when we come back with a wrestling-related Tat Universe special Firepower! Gary D, see you next week. Out! This could kick you off into becoming an absolute pervert. (laughs) 